Hello and welcome to the first episode of a very surprising fifth season of the Plebs on Footy podcast. I'm your host, Rory O'Kane, and as always, I'm joined by Scott Fotheringham. Can oh, you believe we're oh, here? Banjo, to hear those beautiful dulcet tones Ooh. off the top once again. Those were the days, Banjo. And I probably think the most surprising thing about the fact that we're coming back for another season is... Let the listeners know this. I was actually the one who suggested it I in was the first forward. place. And I've come in today. I've definitely been more organized than you. You actually have. Ideas. I messaged you last night saying, do you have any idea what you want to talk about? Because I had nothing. And you had the whole thing planned out. And look, for all of our long-term listeners, which, I mean, as we know, is just Poochie. And we haven't actually told Poochie that no, we're coming back. So surprise. So surprise, Poochie. But for all of them, they know how much I was dragged into this uh, kicking and screaming right from the start. Complained about it the whole way through. But coming back, we're rebranding and I'm the positive one this time, Banjo. I'm excited <laughs> about the podcast. Scott, you are still the grumpiest person I know. But what this, oh. what, what, what the return of the pod tells us is that for all those that were wondering, Stockholm Syndrome works. <laughs> like this is a very clear example is if you keep someone trapped in a position long enough, they'll eventually just grow to like it. It's been a roller coaster ride. I think I would <laughs> definitely say that. I think first season I despised it. Second season, I probably quite enjoyed. I definitely went through a bit of a lull at one yep. point. It was definitely been up and down. You know but... the bit you enjoyed most? Was that period after North Melbourne lost 11, uh, won 11 games in a row yes. and lost pretty much every that was, other game of the season. That was the best way a season could possibly run. Was About 10 rounds into the season, North were like 10-0, and 0, and you were getting so angry that no one was rating you yep. as a premiership chance. And I think you won like one game after that and scraped into finals. One, two more games, yep. I did. I, I did pick a bad year for the podcast to, to take a break. I picked a particularly bad year. I mean, Melbourne weren't great. I don't know. But Richmond, God. Won, Richmond won the flag. They've now won three and four years. I was pretty happy not to have to talk about that. Well, that's true. But I remember after round one, like, I think you North had like a big win over GWS or something. No, we beat some killed around one. Yeah, and then round two, after the big break, the big COVID yep. break, you uh, came and you won a big game against GWS. And I remember getting messages from you. you we're not going to lose for the first six Ray weeks. Ray Shaw's a genius. We're going to be so good. I was looking at the schedule. Yeah. The Bulldogs were playing terribly. We had a bunch of other... Oh, we had Hawthorne and Sydney, who I was quite correct in thinking weren't going to be good. <laughs> uh, Did yeah. they flog you in those no, games? No, no. We no. lost both games by about two goals. But yeah. they're not... If you're remotely good, you shouldn't have lost. And, the when, and when the wheels came off, they seriously oh, yeah. You had a grim year. You we won one grim. more game for the year after that. If you'd told me then that we were going to win one more game really? of the year... Really? You won three. I yeah. suppose it was a short season, yeah. but that's not a great year. No, it was a, it was a <laughs> tough year. Um, ah, I missed out. Tough year for a lot of people, though, so we just sort of skated on by. It was okay. Now we've got David Noble. Pretty excited. You are excited? Well, we're going to come last this year, but outside no, of that, year, it's exciting. But you, but you think he was a good selection? You're happy to have Noble around? Honestly, of the available selections, I think it was probably the best. Yeah. It didn't seem like there was any outstanding candidates just, where you just, go. Just copy wow, Brisbane. <laughs> just copy him. Just yeah, grab the old bloke who's been around forever doing everything. It's worked, so you know. Yeah, it's a 100% success rate, that sort of a... That's sure. Well, depending on your value, how, your metric of success, yeah, sure. <laughs> he doesn't want a flag or well, anything, but... yes, but I would definitely call Fagan a success, if, but... If we finish second on the ladder in, like, three years, I'll be happy. <laughs> Jeez, you would be bloody happy. But anyway, the band just... I mean, I was excited coming into the podcast, and I came in, I said, the first thing I want to do off the top, I just want to catch up with my old mate Banjo, because as far as the listeners know... I mean, I mean it's they, pretty they, accurate. They might think that we just don't chat at all, which 
It's kind of true. Yeah. I, I haven't actually seen you in about a year and a half. No, um, to be fair, at least part of that was government mandated. So <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't just us being lazy. But yeah, we do definitely talk more during footy season. That's, um, <laughs> a lot that, more, that, yeah. That, that is uh, an accurate reflection. We're back to being mates as of Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, although we can't have our yearly tradition of going and complaining about the fact that Richmond and Carlton is the opening game. I love doing that every year. Yeah, true. We're you not going to be... Yeah. You get hyped up for Carlton for about a quarter and then they <laughs> yeah, yeah. drop off. It's, it's yeah, a great time. Who knows? They might be better this year, but we probably say that most years. Yeah, so well, if, if Carlton play really well in the first quarter and then Richmond pull away and just end up winning comfortably, I'm going to know that the world is coming back to normal. Story. Yeah, that's true. That's um, true. Because that's been what's happened for like the last five, six, seven years. Mm. And I just need some normalcy in it's, my yeah, life. It's, it's been tough. Traditional. It's, it's the great way to start the year. But I mean, but Banjo, I, I haven't seen you. How was your 2020? How did you enjoy it apart from North's misery? Uh, given my entire life's worth is wrapped up in how North Melbourne goes, that's you really gonna, all I care about. I thought you were going to say the podcast. <laughs> you didn't have that, so it was kind of non-existent. I didn't have that. I didn't have North Melbourne being competent even. So yeah, it's pretty awful, pretty awful. But everyone's was awful, so I managed okay, I think. Yeah, I mean, look, I had a job the whole way through, so yeah. I can't really complain too I guess much. on a personal front, that. I lost some weight, which was nice, but that's about Oh, it. you lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Well, not that our listeners would know what no, you No, that's not like. really a good thing to talk about on a uh, audio-only medium, but yeah. Yeah, yeah you're, you're a new man, you're a bit healthier. How much have you lost overall? Uh, approximately 20 kilos. That's not bad, yeah. particularly during COVID. Yeah, well, see, <laughs> I actually had more Just freedom shock during everyone COVID more. because I... <laughs> I absconded to my girlfriend's yes, parents' house their who have mansion. a very spacious gym and uh, basketball ring. That's great. I yeah. My experience of COVID was not reflective of the uh, broader yeah, community. Yeah, <laughs> you're a bit of a, an Ellen's generous with that yeah. COVID. I'm locked in this prison, this hellhole, which is just a, a mansion that you mm. like, want to be in your whole life. 100%. But we should, um, we should have a brief reflection on the year. Uh, Richmond. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Third flag, four years. Very disappointing. They're now firmly in the conversation with Brisbane, Hawthorne and Geelong. There's just a clear tier. However you want to rank them is up to you, but they certainly belong and you can't really argue it. Getting a bit sick of Dustin Martin ruining every grand final day. Every time you get a bit excited, you have a bit of hope. Even this for half time, Geelong yeah. were up and then Dusty decides to just turn it on. And From my perspective, he's the September Grinch. He just ruins yeah, September. Yeah, he does pretty much. We probably both feel that way. But realistically, I mean, where would you have him in the best plays you've seen now? I mean, we've talked about it in the past where we've both had Gaz number one clearly. And then we've had Buddy number two. Do you reckon, where does Dusty sit? Is he three or does he jump over either of those two? I don't really know. See, Buddy's the best key forward by so far yeah. that it's laughable. to. He's, and I wonder how beast. much to factor that in. Like Relative to the competition, he is the best because he's got the biggest gap between him and second or him and the average, whatever you want to do it. But... Dusty's hard to argue. Three Norm Smiths is yeah. just stupid. And I suppose with that, I mean, he would be undebatably the best finals player we've seen. Like, yeah. By a long way. I've never yeah. seen anything like this, no. in which he just turns it on every time. Uh, bloody Richmond. Yeah, right. it's pretty hard to deal with, to be honest. Mm. I much preferred it when they'd lose the first yeah. week of finals every year. Yeah. Take me back to 2015, please. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah, they're a dynasty now. They might even go beyond that. I mean, yeah. they, you wouldn't think they're slowing down particularly quickly. Uh, no, so but eventually. Maybe in like three years they'll it, be able to be... 
Hawthorne again. It's all it's all a little bit depressing, but look, at least the year 2020, I was able to laugh a lot at North Melbourne, which was important. And it's actually got even better now, Banjo, because we have taken your entire forward line. This is my worst night. This is actually... We were talking about this before. Where would Ben Brown and Majak Daw now beautifully in the red and blue, where would they sit in your favourite North Melbourne? Say, a year ago, 12 months ago, if I asked you... Who list your favourite North Melbourne players, they'd be in the top handful. You loved both of them. Okay, so I think Goldie has been number one for a while. Yeah, you and, do love and Goldie. I, so I do love Goldie. But the after that, it's them and like young kids you're excited about. And that's a different kind of thing because those two have both been in the, around the club for quite a while. And if you love someone who's been around the club for mm. quite a while, mm. as much as you love a young kid, you really love the guy that's been there it, for a while. It's a, it's a different type of feeling, isn't it? Yeah. Like we were saying before, my feeling about Nathan Jones, which I absolutely love the guy to death, but it's hard to be like, yeah, he's my favourite player because it's not. it doesn't have that excitement about it in the same way the kids do. No, but I, they would have been two and three. I reckon they would have I, been. I think if, if I looked at it objectively and... At the time, probably, yeah. <laughs> so good. Now, now we've just got to recruit Goldie. <laughs> now they're dead to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> recruit Goldie into the team with the best Ruckman oh, in the competition. Brad Bruce, uh, yeah. Mark too. <laughs> yeah, even though he's... How old's Goldie now? Like 35 or something? Yeah, he's one of the older players in the competition. Yeah. And we've got like three more years of him, which... If he plays well for those three years, he's probably going to end up being the greatest North Ruckman of all time. Mm. Which is... Not Pretty bad. incredible. Not bad. Yeah, we had Corey McKernan, who was the best player in the comp for a period. Mm. But look, speaking of North, you, you wanted to put a bit of a word out to, to Reese, I think. Yeah, well, I think if we're going to reflect on North and how bad we were, we do have to acknowledge that <laughs> it was a pretty awful circumstance with Reese Shaw that was pretty disheartening to watch as a fan because I'm reasonably sure that mismanagement from the club had something to do with it. I think there was definitely a lack of support. But, yeah, it's, I'm glad he's moved on to the Gold Coast and seems to be doing okay. It's incredibly unfortunate circumstances yeah. what happened to him. I mean, to be in a COVID year in your first year with a team where we're not performing very well, if you say with not a lot of support, uh, wouldn't have been a very fun year for the man. No, um, no. But, yeah, like I do hear that he is doing quite well now. He's enjoying being at the Gold Coast. and Yeah, I hope he gets another shot if he wants it. I'm sure he can coach. coach. I don't have any yeah. – I mean, at least as an assistant. Yeah, um, but... There's no doubt he can do that. I'd hope if he wants it, he'd get another head coaching job because I don't think what happened at North Melbourne is really a reflection on yeah. his ability to coach. Yeah, I think that's fair. But yeah, so let's move on to people that did just as shit yeah, but the, weren't my team. The only thing which made you feel okay about North Melbourne and about your off-season, about everything that happened, was the fact there was a team which we were able to laugh yeah, at even more. Yeah, so Collingwood... <laughs> Look, not that, not that we're not that it's fun what's happened to Collingwood. Not that no, no not that the the circumstances behind it are particularly amusing. Outside of the fact that <laughs> they're a racist football club that has been categorically proven beyond all doubt, their pain has been quite enjoyable. Yeah, they didn't inflict pain on other less fortunate people. Now, something the Ned guy interview post uh, the trade period. Now, that was fun. That, that was that four prices ago for Collingwood. Yeah, that was about... Uh, look, I was about to say that's as astonishing as it can get from a media performance point of view until Eddie came along yeah. and, <laughs> and did it. But his, his, deter, his determination to not admit that there was a salary cap issue, it, was, it, it didn't make any sense. Surely everyone from the outside would have been like, 
you say, yeah, there's a salary cap issue, okay, at least I can understand it. But to try to say we're going back to the draft, we're trying to get youth when they... You didn't know, have a got, good draft and they, they didn't have a good draft and They got rid of Tom Phillips for about pick 80. He was, he was quite a good player. They got rid of Jaden Stevenson, who was in his, uh, had just finished yep. his third year. Yep, rising star pick. What was he? Pick two or something? Pick, pick two six. Or three? Pick six was he. Yeah, so, okay. which is still very still high. high. <laughs> Won the rising star, been good his second year. And the year he just had, he'd had glandular fever, which I've never seen an AFL player have a good year after having glandular fever. Like, it just... it. Ruins a year fair, for players. Fair. And so he had reasons he had a bad year as well. And they still got rid of he must have been on a pretty packet. They must have given him a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, you think so. I mean so look, so that was funny. That interview was funny. Was the Eddie Press conference funny? Are we willing to say funny for that? No, I don't no. think I lied. I was actually very no. uncomfortable watching it. Yeah. I, I think in the whole how bad it's gone is Quite funny, but there are like real issues. It's funny to laugh at another team. But yeah, yeah, they haven't dealt with. The question is though, is this the worst off season in AFL history? Oh. Because we've got the very strong example of Essendon circa two thousand. Yeah, whatever, that wasn't just an off season. Like, that, that, that was like was, a five year. That was over a yeah a period of time. But yeah, look, I, I struggle to think of anything which things have just come so thick and fast. The 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 Eddie press conference was just. I mean, the thing which stood out to me so much about it, which was just for someone who for most of his career has been known as such an outstanding media performer, mm. like it was so obvious to me that he was the worst performer on that bench yeah. by so... Like every time he talked, you literally just wanted to gag him and drag him off the stage. Be like, just shut up, let someone else talk. You were just You're just failing. putting your foot in your mouth. He, yeah, he's just so angry and the red face and... God, it's a sad end. I <laughs> know. Oh, when you reflect on it, there's, there has been a decline. Like, he was bulletproof for the first 15 years, and it started yeah. having more and more controversies. His and last five to ten years, like, he's largely been fine, but he's just had moments where you're just like, what? Like, yeah, you're much, such a good performer. What are you doing? It like, pretty much started with the Adam Good stuff. Yeah, it? that was the real and moment for it. And then the other Caroline Wilson one, when he was said, well, he oh dunk her God. under the water and stuff. Look, yeah, oh, that's bad. Like, he had some... Uh, uh, you know, I've actually been quite a supporter of Eddie most of the way through, but it's very hard to defend him now. It got to the point he'd been in the media so long and they just started adding up and it's like, you haven't learned your lesson or anything. Yeah. You're not trying to improve yourself. Like, it was unacceptable. Each instance was unacceptable. But if he was, he was given the chance to sort of grow and become a better person, not do those same mistakes, but he just kept making the same mistakes. It's just... You look at it, him going, what are you doing? It would be fascinating to see what sort of a presence he has this year. Well, like, will he be back on Fox? Wednesday night, apparently. Is he going to be on? Apparently. <sighs> I know what I'll be doing Wednesday night. Will they? Uh, no, nah, they won't ask him questions on that. They'll just let him do Caroline his Caroline Wilson thing. is the other person on the panel, and her entire oh. stick is asking... Computational questions. Particularly to Eddie McGuire. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have a very good no. relationship, those two. Oh, uh, yeah, look, I'll be watching it. I'll, I'll at least give it a... I think there's a chance they'll just back off it, I think. Oh, look, who knows? Who yeah. knows? It's definitely something I'm going to tune into. Let's just also move on. The rule change? Yeah, now this... Initial thoughts. Well, this is interesting because... Remember, the, it was a couple of years ago now we had the year, the whole year we were talking about there's going to be the X, Y, and Z rule change. Yeah. It was that big year. Um, and whenever anyone suggested anything as type of a rule change, your head would just explode and yep. you just refuse to engage Quite in rightly. conversation at Quite all. Quite rightly. I've been proven right. Have I you? Yeah. Well, just quickly before we ask about the new rule changes, do you think you've been proven right on Has that? Has any single rule change they made improved the game? No, but has anything made it worse? 
Like, if I, if I said to you 666... To be fair, is that, all is that... the worst ideas they did were not actually brought in. Yeah, There was but, enough yeah. for the bad ones. There was but, enough. They, but they knew six, that. 666. Six, six. Six, six, I mean, if I put that to you, would you say that's, you know, more than a, a 5 out of 10? Like, is that yeah, better than a part? It's pretty flat, yeah. Probably. Pretty even. Well, what else did they do around that time? The kick-out kick one I never had a problem with. That's fine. Because they didn't do... Do you remember when they were going to put in the stupidly long square? Yeah, that, that would have been weird. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been weird. But I think that was a success. There was another big one they did around then. Know, but they're changing the deliberate out of bounds. I think that's definitely been a success. Yeah, it just it does have howlers, but that's all, that's every time. I, I, I don't think you can be too critical, but you're you're. But anyway, you're happy with this one, which is amazing. The the man I'm on the mark. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I think it's I think it's the reasonable thing to do. It's not changing a rule. It's just actually enforcing a rule. Stand on the mark. But it was. But the mark the mark was. Everyone knew that you're allowed to run around and wait. Like it is a new rule. No, it is a no. To sound like the it's not an interpretation. It is an interpretation. Uh, it's saying instead of saying the mark is this sort of zone you can run around in, this little like side to side. It's pretty much you just couldn't go forward. Just, that was yeah, the only. It's literally now just yeah. stand on the mark, which I'm fine with. I suppose as far as I feel about, I mean, I, I don't. Firstly, I, I don't expect this is going to make a dramatic difference to the game of AFL. We, we do That's this only because you didn't watch Carlton play St Kilda. <laughs> we do this every preseason. We're like, oh, rule changes. It's going to be a completely different game. I, like we've been here before. I don't think it's going to make a massive difference. But as far as it goes, I mean, I mean, if someone from overseas came and were watching a game and there was a fifty meter penalty for someone moving on the mark, and they said, oh, what was that for? And you said, oh, when you're standing the mark, you're not allowed to move. They'd be like. Okay, like that's pretty sensible. Like that's logical. Like yeah. it's almost weird we haven't had that previously. It, especially if it does work, we're going to look back and go, why didn't we try that earlier? Like, yeah. It's, it's one of the less intrusive it's ones just, it's just conceptually. Kind of, it just seems kind of obvious like, in a lot of ways. Like it doesn't take anything away from what you think the game should look like. Mm. Like it is not like all those deliberate out of bounds. It's like, oh, you've got to give the defender a chance. Like there's always been an argument to the negative, but... Anyone who makes an argument saying he should be able to run around wherever he wants on the mark, you're just going to like, yeah, but doesn't matter. The, the, the problematic rules in AFL yeah. are the ones with grey area, in which yeah. there are far too many, and there's yeah. a crazy amount of grey area rules. This isn't grey at all. Just don't move. Like, That's why it's very best, straightforward. The best rule change they ever made was when they said the line uh, perpendicular to the goal, top of the goal square if you rushed it from outside there, it was deliberate, and if not, it was uh, yeah. best rule change that Yeah, one way to do it. Yeah, but the, yeah, I just I can't see this being a massive problem. I don't think it'll make a massive difference either, but I'm fine with it. I, no, I, I, it's been amazing, the response to There's going to be teething issues. Like, there's going to be some yeah. bad ones, but yeah. the players will learn, and then we won't really care there's about it. There's plenty of that in the game also, that I anyway. by around six, they'll be a little more lax, and you'll be able to move a little more, and it'll be like when they crack down holding the ball, it's like bad for six weeks, and then they're like, yeah. find about we've, we've seen too much of that, for sure. Now, look, next on our running sheet, we have we wanted to have a bit of a chat about AFLW, which which basically means we're just going to talk about how good the D's win was last night against no, Adelaide. No, what we're going to talk about is how the only joy I'm going to get from football this year is currently happening, and I'm pretty pleased with do it. Do you think, how far do you reckon you'll go, North Melbourne? So, North Melbourne have won five games You're in a the AFLW. And North, we have, Melbourne beat you, though. We, we have won quite possibly <laughs> two more games than we'll win all year in the AFL men's. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That is sad. They will be that. that we're going later. We're talking about benchmarks for, uh, for teams. That'll yeah. be an interesting one. The men's to win more. The men to win more games than the women. That'd be a big success. For both for... us and Adelaide, not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, true. Adelaide's team's pretty good. Well, they are pretty good. 
and we knocked them off yeah, last night. Yeah, you've had a good couple of wins against Adelaide and North. Mate, our second half last night was uh, it, mm. it was out. Like, they honestly barely got the ball over halfway. And this that is Adelaide, who are a very good yeah. team. And we were, we were hammer and tongs. It was a great performance. Honestly, with the expectations I had for you going into the season, yeah. pretty impressed. We cut basically half our list, and uh, we're still pretty good. Yeah, I think the big takeaway from AFLW, though, is there's a big tier of haves and have-nots, isn't there? There's such a distinct gap. In terms gap. of teams? Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. such a distinct gap between the best and worst. Well, and just have a look at the percentages. They're absurd. There's like 280 and at the bottom there's like 20. Yeah, North Melbourne has a percentage of 160 and it's like the fifth best percentage. Yeah, something. and you've got like a low percentage yeah, for like, where you're at. Yeah. And part of that is lower scores. Yeah. But yeah, it's I just think, ridiculous. The thing is, I think everyone knew they expanded too quickly. I don't think there was anyone yeah. who was like, oh, you know, this is the right thing to do. We're, like, we know the standard is going to have issues, but that, hopefully in the long run. That second expansion was just... You could get away with the first expansion. That was not puddling it too far. Geelong are awful and have been the entire time, but you kind of get... You bring in two teams, not one. And North of come in and been fine, so you could definitely have another team. Because, look, the standard has definitely improved. Mm. Imagine how much it would have improved if we had 10 teams. Yeah. Like, imagine that. Yeah, That'd be the crazy. worst players from four, from every team just wouldn't be there. Yeah, yeah, it'd be, the competition would be going great guns. I mean, it is anyway, but... Yeah. Um, Oh, look, I very much enjoy I, the AFL. I've got around there, the old D's girls this year. We've got, a, we've got a cool team. We've got a lot of cool players. Yeah, I just really hope they don't bring in the rest of the teams before they should, like... And yeah, I'm very confident. They're going to be under so much. Yeah. The team, it's almost just embarrassing to not have a team. Yeah, now that the only thing that doesn't find it embarrassing is Hawthorne, who didn't have, put a bid have in. Have they still not put a bid in? No, I think they have now. Yeah, surely. So we need to point out that Jeff Cannon's a sexist as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Banjo. They're you know, getting controversial as always. <laughs> let's move on. Let's talk about uh, what we're doing for the rest of the year. While we are back, we're also more lazy than ever. Oh, no, we've rebranded. It's exciting. <laughs> so instead <laughs> of uh, just ha- bringing out the same old content week after week with very little change to the formula and fighting. Formula never do. And, and by the end of the year, we're just beaten down and sad, especially when both our teams have done, ended up pretty shit. We are now, we're going to come back about monthly, possibly fortnightly. Yeah, we'll see how we go. Uh, depending on... Yeah, and motivation levels, let's be honest. <laughs> and uh, busyness levels. And we're yeah. just going to try and mix it up a bit more. So we're going to completely revamp the show. It's not going to be Going to get some spent. guests in. If anyone wants to come in, just shoot us a message and we'll see. Give us a pitch and we might get you in. We'll yeah, get some absolutely. guests in every week. Bring bring an innovative segment. Not Stringer's Innovations. No, but... that's already taken. <laughs> but bring in a segment and your free run. We are very unscrupulous with who we'll invite on the pod. Um, <laughs> it's not a high standard. No, in, like, the fact that we are doing the pod is demonstrative of our standards. So, anyone, you're all welcome. So, yeah, we'll have a bit of fun with it. But the rest of the pod, we're going to do a bit of a season preview, which I'm sure everyone's surprised by. Yeah, but we've we, we tried to make it at least a little bit different. We're not trying yes, to ask the just, obvious. We're not preview. just doing our ladder predictor. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I also think they'll come last. <laughs> yeah, we've done that the previous few years. That, that, that is not, so well. yeah, it hasn't been the, the best idea. But what, what questions are we going with, Banjo? Yeah, so we're going to do the biggest question for each club, breakout player, player we'd most like to have a beer with and then just what we think of pass mark for each team is so there is a couple of pretty obvious questions that you'd ask normally but i think breakout player and most like to get a beer with that's where we get a bit unique that's our point of difference i suppose on this podcast banjo yes we are the only people that like drinking just, beers just patting us on the back no yeah. but i don't hear that anyone else talking about that in the media imagine 
What are you, Damien Barrett, talking about that on a podcast? I do genuinely feel every third <laughs> interview with Max gone ends with, I'd like to have a beer with him. Yeah, well, we'll definitely be talking about having a beer with him as, <laughs> as we go along. The only unanimous nominee. Go on, alphabetical order, Banjo. We, oh, that's how we do it. Yep, uh, fair enough. Keep creativity to a minimum. So we're going starting with Adelaide. And the big question we have for them is, was their last month real? Because <laughs> their last month has been uh, talked about a lot, their last month of last year, which... Their last month was adequate, which for where they were, was saying a lot. They won, what, three games in the last five, six rounds, something like that? Yeah, yeah, they did, and they became more competitive. But, I mean, look, it does have to be said that last year there were definitely a lot of teams who just packed it in in the last month or two. It like, the, it was... They were desperate to get It home. was the end of the COVID year... Everyone had been in hubs. Adelaide had spent some time home, so they're also a bit fresher from that perspective. What do you think? Do you think it's real or definitely not, Banjo? Yeah. I think I think it was important insofar as it um, gave them a bit of hope. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, it took a bit of the the heat away, I suppose, particularly from Knicks who basically, who hadn't won a game until then. Like, no, imagine yeah. going through your first season and not winning a game. That was so, getting a bit grim. So it was, it was good for them to get to the end of the year and be like, yeah, we've saved a bit of face, maybe a little bit of momentum to, to move on. But no, they are not a very good team. We were going through their list. When we talk about breakout players, we were going through their list and thinking of what sort of talent do they have there? Not many options. It's pretty, it's pretty shallow. And for a team that's where they are, you'd think breakout players is one thing they should have a fairly fruitful Yes. Uh, bevy of picks to choose from. I think, except we both looked through and went, oh, I guess, and end up picking the same player before I pivoted for a bit of discussion point. I think the problem with Adelaide was they fell off a cliff so quickly yeah. that they weren't set up. They weren't like, oh, let's look to the future. They were thinking, oh, flags, flags. Oh, what the hell? We finished last. Yeah. <laughs> like that's almost what's happened with them. So it's going to be a, a long rebuild. Yeah, it's. They're very similar to North, so let's put that out there. <laughs> I like to hear that when we're talking about bad teams. There's a lot of there's a lot of growth to come, but it's going to be slow and steady, I think. It has to be said, and this is amazing to say this, but North Melbourne would be ahead in, in rebuilding and development than Adelaide. To be fair, we've You've still got some kids. We've, we've been shitter for longer. So Well, that's yeah, the other side that's pretty of it. much what it comes down to. <laughs> but are we both in agreement on that? Yeah. yeah I, last I, month was a bit of a I think that was the bottom two. <laughs> I think the bottom two is pretty clear. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I like to hear it. Yeah, so breakout player. I had, I ideally would have Wayne Malira because I love that man. And I did, do think he was ready You've for loved a him bit forever. of a step, He's had too many injuries. He's... Yeah, he's just torn his patella. He's out for pretty much the whole year. Again. So I can't pick him. Yep. So instead I'm going for Scholl. Who? <laughs> no, I don't have seen Scholl. He's all right. He's, he's all, all right. right. Coming off the halfback flank. Just looks pretty composed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot to say yeah. about him. I think he can be pretty good, but he's certainly not the um, he's not the main course of a rebuild. I wouldn't say. Yeah. Look, speaking of all right players, <laughs> what I've gone with, I've gone with Harry Schonberg, Schonberg or Schonberg, whatever one. It, look, I actually do quite like him. There was, he had a great game, a couple of great games in the last. Yeah, the, the there, there were a couple of games I watched where I was just kind of looking. I'm like, gee, that that Schonberg, like he looks, he looks all right. Mm, um, pretty he, good kick. He. He looks like he can move. He looks like yeah. a footballer. He looks like he understands the game. He, like Often I, I do that, and I think he looks all right, and I look at his stats, and it'd be like 12 disposals and a goal, mm. and he'd be like, okay, he didn't 
dominate or anything, but he just he looked comfortable at the level. He looked like an AFL player. He did have a couple of bigger games with about 26 touches and stuff. Like the game yeah, he won the did. Rising Star nomination was a big game. It definitely improved as it went mm. on, yeah. Um, and I, I, I can see him being a pretty solid like wing, mid-winger um, as it goes on um, in, the, in the AFL. So... Uh, Sadly enough, we actually both mentioned him first as our, player, our go-to breakout players for Adelaide. So that that kind of shows. Yeah, and the worry little... for that is they have had high draft picks. That Fogarty, or not high, but first round picks like Fogarty. Where was Fogarty and Chase picked? Jones, Twelve. Yeah. Chase Jones was pick nine. Yeah, um, they haven't shown. Malira enough. was pick thirteen or something. None of them have really come yeah. on and. It's going to be a long hike yeah. for the Crows. But, I mean, who would you like to have a beer with at the Crows? Oh, Big Riley. Oh, he seems like a charming <laughs> old dude. He's got a bit of a, got a, bit of a weirdness about him. He's an interesting bloke, isn't and, he? And He's that, a classic ruckman. Yes, he is. And that whole Nick Nat thing was just... That was, that was quite amusing. So I would honestly like to know whether he actually broke his phone. Like, like how does that... Absolutely how not. Does that, how do you accidentally put up a tweet from your notes from a broken phone? I, I can't see that it being just, an explanation. He just fucked up. Yeah. Fat quite, fingers. Quite badly. I, 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 that's a, it's an odd excuse to make. So I would like to chat to him about that. And yeah. uh, He's an interesting character. Uh, look, I, I've, I've just gone back with the obvious, mate. I've still, even to this day, I'm still going with Tex. I reckon he would be a great person to have a beer with. Yeah, be, he owns a pub. He does. Oh, he'd, he'd, be he'd be a one. I think he'd be a good boy. I think he'd be down to earth and he'd actually sit and chat to you. Yeah. Um, and he'd also be a lot of fun. I think he'd be quite funny. He'd be, he'd be a good laugh. And th- I remember back in the, I think we did a players to get a beer with back in the day when he was higher. actually a good player. Yeah. And we had him pretty high. Unfortunately, he's still he hates, a good unfortunately, he hates Nick Curiel, so he's dead to me. So Does that's he where now? I stand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably raises him in your estimation. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. But for their pass mark, we've got finish higher than North. <laughs> it's a two-horse race for the bottom. <laughs> yeah. I.e. don't get the spoon, yeah. and they've done pretty well. Um, I'd be I, happy with that I if I would, was Adelaide. I would be tipping, as much as it hurts me to say it, I would be tipping Adelaide for the spoon ahead of North. Well, they've got incentive. Their number one draft pick is going to be from Adelaide, so <laughs> it's a nice little time to be last mm. for them. So maybe, maybe it's not There's too bit, bad. A bit of tanking end. going yeah. on, already suggesting that one pot in. <laughs> <laughs> but let's move on. Brisbane, the big question for them is, are their witch doctors losing their <laughs> magic? We say this because we're not quite sure. They've had the best injury run in the competition. I don't, I don't think they've had an injury since Fagan took over. No, their injury list is the only injury list I've ever seen blank. I yeah, think. and it's happened a few times. Yeah, it's been year after year. It's astounding. I don't understand how other teams haven't just poached. But mm. they haven't, and they're still there. And they've brought uh, big Joe Danaher over. Mm. Hasn't missed a training session, so that's a tick in their that's, favor. That's a big tick. Nakai Cockatoo is still injured, isn't he? Yeah, so Nikai Cockatoo yeah, so came over yet. and he, he did a hamstring. <laughs> so it's sort of half and half Jeez, on injury. What a shocker, players. yeah. Uh, they fixed Link McCarthy, obviously. So they've got a good track record. They have a very good track record. Maybe the cracks are starting to appear because unfortunately Cam mm. Rayner tore his ACL and out for the year. So yeah. for the first time ever, they might have some injuries and the question will be, how do they handle it? And Yeah, how will they handle Because, I mean, honestly... Yes, they've had a great few years, but mm. I think a lot of teams would if they had legitimately no injuries yeah. for a few years. We have not seen their so, depth exposed, and that might be a big question for them this year. Look, their witch doctors might still get it going, Banjo, and perhaps it'll just be Cam Rayner and they'll have another ridiculous run with brilliant injury lists, and buddy Joe Danaher will train every session and play every game, although that would be pretty good. That would be pretty yeah, enjoyable. just from the perspective of... Essendon having to put up with that. Oh, that would be, be a lot of fun. And I, I've actually, going on to breakout players, I have actually listed Joe Danaher as my breakout player. As much as it, look, 
Realistically, I think he probably will get injured at some point <laughs> and it won't work out. But God, it would be funny if he won the Coleman and became the star, which we all thought that he was going to be. Laughing at Essendon supporters would be... That would be one of the more enjoyable stories It'd be had. glorious. The only thing that would have made it better if they hadn't got the first-round pick for him. The fact that they got a first-round pick for him when they didn't deserve it slightly will undercut me a bit there. But <laughs> I'll still be very happy with that situation. My breakout player, I'm going with the big O, Oscar McInerney. I like it. He's like uh, going to be given the full... Full run of the ruck, and uh, I think he's good enough. Like he played a great final against Richmond. I thought he was fantastic. Pretty much best on ground that game for me, and uh, yeah. or at least the pivotal player on the ground. And yeah, I think he's got the goods. I think he can be a pretty above average ruckman. Which from what they want from him, I think that's perfect. Have I have I told you my Oscar McInerney story at Casey? I told you about that? You might have. You definitely haven't told this on the pod. I don't know though. if I've told him on the pod, but uh, he was he played for Casey. He yeah. got drafted out of Casey, obviously, Melbourne's uh, VFL affiliate. Um, and there was a lot of talk. We were seeing like articles about the Casey Ruckman might get drafted and all this stuff. And me and my dad went down and watched the game. Well, it'll be interesting to see how Oscar McInerney goes. And you know what he looks like yep. running around yep. on AFL field. And I don't think he had a very good game. So we were just like, this guy is absolutely hopeless. Like, mm. how is anyone considering him as an AFL footballer? But he's actually quite good. Yeah, Oscar Mackett. God, he's a nerd. Just from, <laughs> just from the way he moves, is the kind of guy that makes a lot of people think if they were a foot taller, they could play AFL. There, there's a lot of Riley O'Brien uh, yeah. about him. <laughs> just classic dopey Ruckman. Yes. Um, but he is quite likeable, so I quite like that one. So who, who would you like to have a beer with? Uh, I've gone a little bit different with it. I'd like to have a beer with Charlie Cameron. No, um, one, he's a, like, I just love him as a footballer. Might take you to a motorbike. Uh, he'd be fun. I reckon he, there'd be a lot of energy about him. That's um, true. He'd be a lot of fun to sit down and have a chat with. And I, I would be interested to see what he's like off the field. I, I would be fascinated. I don't mind that. I've gone for a bit of a lad. I'm going with Mitch Robinson. I reckon he'd be a character. <laughs> yeah. It'd just be fun. Talking talk about high energy, no way I'd be bored well, with Well, he's, he's a popular personality on his podcast. He I mean, is. he'll probably bash you he's at got some a, point. He's got a you... Twitch stream, so <laughs> play God. some video games with him if you get bored. He's right. Rather... He'd be the most erratic characters we've seen play AFL football. Genuinely, if you told people that when he was delisted by Carlton, he'd have another five, six, seven years, however yeah. long it's been. He's, he's had just... a great career in the yeah. end. No, he's, yeah, he's been a very he's good player. He's had some really good years, but too. Just, yeah, I thought he was a player who could just drop off off-field and just no. go on his merry way, but he certainly hasn't. Um, no. He's a bit of a leader over there. They love him. Justifiably so. Yeah. He's quite a good player, and he's been a big part of their rebuild. Yeah. What's a pass mark for Brisbane? We've had a little bit of a debate about this mm. uh, price of the pot. I mean, we differ. Yeah, look, I think you'd have to say a prelim final. As far as I go with thinking about what a pass mark is, I'm thinking, what's the point at which we go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's all right. And I would think if they made a prelim, lost in the prelim again, we'd be going, oh, yeah, that, that, that seems about right. Less than that, we might be saying that's a bit of a disappointment. And if they make a grand final, I think it would be a big success. So I'm saying prelim. I think with the natural progression they've had, they were sixth, fourth or third, and then I think they've got to keep going on with it, make it to the grand final, otherwise it's a disappointment. It's just a stalled year and you don't want a stalled year from their perspective. So you reckon if they got knocked out in the prelim this year, you'd be saying that was a failure of a year? Yeah, I'd say that's not where they wanted to be. I don't think you can ever really say that. It's just such a hard call. We have like three or four teams with higher expectations further down the Yeah, we do, but it makes more sense and we'll get to it when it's a, it's a team who's kind of recruited experienced players aggressively i.e. Geelong which we'll get to where they're clearly they're going all in on a flag yeah. where Brisbane are still developing and they could 
you know, if, if they make a prelim, they could be around the prelim mark for many years and hopefully win one or two. In saying that, they've got um, a few players that they'd want to they'd want to do well with while they're still there. Like Zorko's getting pretty old. Jared yeah. Lyons ain't young. They, there's quite a few. They Lyons is Rich and old, virtual, and they've still got quite a few. Yeah. Lyons like 29, 28. Yeah. Gee, they have a good core group of young players. They do. Exciting team, that one. Moving on to Carlton. Yep. What their biggest question for us is, can T coach? Mainly because you're a bit sceptical. I, uh, I mean, I am and I'm not. I think there was a bit of me right from the start with all the caretaker coaches and all the excitement we got about Just them. Just generally dubious. Which often they don't work. I was kind of thinking it'll be really interesting to see if none of these work out. Obviously, reshore a fair bit happened then. That hasn't worked. Ratten has, yeah. but it's kind of a different sort of character in that he's been around the... He's a he's legitimate done it before. head coach beforehand. Exactly. Um, which, uh, for me, it feels like... Teague's going to be a really, really interesting one. And, I mean, when you look back on it, I mean, they have quite a good, talented list now. But you look back, he took over, and basically all he did halfway through the year was he just put all their experienced players in the mm. midfield and their performance Yeah, lifted. Kurnow and Mark Murphy back Great. in the midfield. And then last year, you'd have to say, was a bit of a disappointment. Yeah. Well, they, they had higher lose, expectations than that. And they did lose to Adelaide, which... Big, big, big uh, cross against them. So, I mean, look, we're, we're at that point now. Where I think their list is finals worthy. Yeah. Um, and it, like, if they struggle to get there again, we'd have to be putting a question mark on David Teague, I think. I've not seen anything yet which suggests that he's a genius or is any different. He's just, he just seems, he seems yeah. a bit vanilla, I think, as a too, coach. Yeah, that's kind of the way I look at him too. He's just probably about average as a coach. Yeah. He's not going to stop you being good, but he's not really going to add a whole lot to the mix. And to be honest, Carlton having a coach that's not going to stop them from being good. It's probably a handy, uh, <laughs> handy upgrade on Bolton. But yeah, do you, we'll where do you sit? Do you think? Yeah, like, uh, do you think he's a good coach? Uh, to, he's probably the twelfth, tenth yeah. best coach, something yeah. like that. Yeah, like, okay. He's never going to be, especially this early in his career, he's not going to be that high yeah. on a list. The expectation from Carlton supporters are getting pretty, uh, pretty significant. So he's got to be quite good with their list. It should be, but I think. I just don't think he'll hold them back, which is a good step for Carlton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, who's your breakout player? Breakout player? I, I've gone uh, Zach Fisher, who's been a good, talented player for, mm. for quite a long time. He struggled to find his position. He started off off half-back, got a little bit lost there. He had exciting wing moments. Did, did do that for a little bit. Uh, he now seems to be settling in in the forward line. Um, had a really good preseason. Like yeah. His preseason games were, were excellent mm. um, and could see him being one of those small forwards who plays a really good role and gets talked. I'm not saying he would be All-Australian but gets talked about in that sort of mix. He's yeah. playing a bit of a different role. Um, I could see him becoming a really good player. Zach Butters last year type energy. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Even um, though he's a bit older. And he can, kick, he can do some freakish stuff. So he's very talented. Yeah, I like him. I've gone with Paddy Dow. Yeah, as an uh, obvious one there. He's picked three, four years ago yeah. playing in the midfield now. If it's going to happen, it probably should happen yeah. this year. And I'm a big fan of him because his grandfather played for North, so, you know. Did he? Yeah. God, you're a weirdo. Yeah. God, you pick up on some weird stuff. But... If you're remotely connected to North, love you forever. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he, look, he's a pretty obvious one, Paddy Dow. And, yeah, I think all the talk is that the penny's dropped and he's going to have a big year. So, um, I think Carlton, if he doesn't now, you have to be really questioning Yeah, Carlton better hope so because if they missed on that pick, and it's a pretty good draft, especially at that top end... It will hold their rebuild yeah. back a fair bit. Who do you like to have a froth with, Banjo? Uh, look, there weren't a whole heap of options, so I went with Jack Nunes. Jack Nunes? He's got a great story to tell. He's kicked a great goal. <laughs> what? You're just going to talk for two seconds about his 
kick yep. after the siren. Yep. Mate, that's a pretty short froth. That you're not even going to get through one singular frothy. Ma- mate, I'm not having I'm not having a beer with a philosopher. I don't need a long winded speech. What, I just want to know. What else are you going to ask him about? The difference between St Kilda and Carlton? Who cares? Maybe I'll ask him about. Uh, does he under Scott Waters? He could be an interesting character to explore. Oh, it's now you're stretch. stretching. You are stretching. Yeah, look, I'm going to admit this isn't my best work, but there weren't a whole heap of options. Oh, look, I've followed on quite well for my last one. Oh, and you're going to be shocked. Well, I'm going Eddie Betts. I was literally going to make a question in <laughs> you if you didn't go Eddie Betts. Because I've, I've always said he's an overrated player, but he's a ripping bloke, I reckon. Um, and one, I think he'd be a lot of fun. He'd be a good sort of energy, yeah. and a good person to have a chat with. And two, now he does have a story to tell. He definitely does. Um, and I think he's... He's quite intelligent, I think. I like the way he speaks. I always like the way he speaks. So I, I'd like to have a, a, a chat. So what you're saying is you're not going to spend half an hour abusing him over a beer, telling him how bad he is. No, I, I like the bloke. Telling him all the times he kicked 60 goals, they were worthless. I like him as a bloke, and I'd like to get him know, to know him more as a bloke, whilst knowing in the back of my head he's been overrated as a, as a footballer. That's cold. That is cold. <laughs> well, let's move on to one of the bigger question marks of the year. Collingwood. And the real question we've got for them is, how much do the distractions matter? Because there have been Which distractions, Banjo? Well, Eddie, list management, Trelaw and Stevenson and Phillips and <laughs> everyone leaving the club. There's heaps yeah. of options. There's so much going on. They're always a circus, but they're even more of a circus this year. And if they can push through and play well, they've still got a good enough list to have a pretty good season, but... It's going to be hard. We always talk about distractions with clubs. Going into seasons, we're always mm. talking about, oh, this distraction is going to make such a big difference. It's one of those things where sometimes it does, and you say, yep, it was definitely yeah. the distraction. And sometimes it doesn't. You say, oh, the distractions yeah, don't make any Richmond difference last at all. Year, great but, example. I mean, but if there is an example of a team who has an extreme amount of distractions, yeah. it is Collingwood. I mean, uh, there's, yeah, the, the Eddie stuff, I mean, that. That has to rock the club to some mm. extent. I mean, he's been there for so long. They don't have a president in place at the moment, really. They've got no, interim, interim ones coming in. Yeah. They're trying to figure it out as they go along. That's going to make a big difference. I think, weirdly, there'll be a bit of heat on Bucks. Like, yeah, he's been very good, but... The problem is he's been there for so long now. It took him so long to get to that grand final that... The pressure was going to come back immediately if he didn't sustain high performance. Uh, they didn't but, really. But like, look, their performance. Look, I know he's been there for a long time, but their performance under him—you look back on it now—and you have to say, from a football perspective, like you know, he wouldn't be under the pressure. Under pressure, it's more the the off-field stuff, the, not, obviously the racism report and yeah. all of that. Not uh, many coaches survive ten years without a flag, though, and that's where he is. Yeah, that's true. That's like a good people way People saying the it. same thing about Brad Scott, and yeah, that's when a good I was point. looking at Brad Scott, I was like, I'm not too displeased with the football side of him. Buckley's obviously achieved more than Scott did as a coach, but it's the same sort of thing. You didn't get the ultimate success, and at a certain point, that starts to weigh down on you. Mm, look, that's that's a fair way to look at it. And just look overall, I think their players could be pretty pissed off. A lot of them, like their mates with Trelaw and Phillips, Phillips and, Stevenson. and Stevenson and all of that, that could tick him on. As well as if they were close with Eddie, potentially, um, yeah. that could be a bit confused. So, I mean, yeah, I think there could be a real fallout at Collingwood. So. We'll see whether their performance seems to take a hit as a result of all of that. Yeah, I even just with the list stuff, I can't see them being as good as they were last year, and they were yeah. pretty down last year in terms of where they would have expected anyway. So 
I'm not entirely sure they'll be that good this well, year. Well, should we lead on from that with our with our pass mark? Because it's it's all very yeah. related. And that I mean, we look at it, and we we're not thinking so much in terms of results and where they finish and all of that. No, they just need to keep the club together. Yeah, I, I think a pass mark for them is if they don't implode. Like yeah. if there's not you know players trying to leave and and just disasters happening throughout the year. I mean, if they you know if they finish twelfth, but you know, they seem to have a bit of cohesion. They're, they're playing a little bit as a team and there's no sort of distractions off the field and the cultural stuff still seems to be fine. I think we'd walk away saying, you know, that, that could have been a lot worse. They've done enough. Yeah, so they have a normal season and they're just like everybody else and there's no huge scandals, there's no massive controversies, there's no talk about players being super unhappy with everything. That's a pass mark for them. Whether or not they feel that's good enough and Buckley stays on... That's a question because yeah. if the performance isn't there but they keep the club together and they fire Buckley at the end of the year, that's kind of True. ruining the whole normal True. season thing anyway. So I'll be very interested to see how they go. I, I Pretty much when it comes down to it, that's kind of like if they have a normal season, they could, probably could make finals. Yeah. So that's True. kind of where we're talking about. If we get to the end of the year and Collingwood are not a massive story, yeah. they've done well. Yeah, I think that sums it up pretty well, really. Who's your breakout player? <laughs> Mason Cox. It's about time he's going to... Did you see him in the Amy Community Series game for those five minutes when he dominated? You cannot have a already elite player be a breakout <laughs> player. And statistically, according to champion data, by all the metrics, he is an elite player. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I've never been explain so that to me. You have... You have attacked the sanctity of the pod with this pig. <laughs> the thing is, he's probably broken out about five times and then gone back to being crap. I'm know. saying it's going to be a proper breakout this time, Banjo. <laughs> I'm not sure he's ever broken out for more than one game at a time. <laughs> he's played... We, have to, we were saying this last year. I think he's probably the biggest, big occasion player I've ever seen. Because I've never seen such a gap between his normal football yeah. and his performance in big games. He was remember his debut in the Anzac Day game True, and did really well. well. Obviously there was the prelim. Mm-hmm. And then he played more, well, he played about twenty minutes of outstanding football yeah. in the West Coast final last year. Yeah. Like when you look at Dusty, <laughs> Dusty is the best big game player, but he's not so much better yes. than his normal performance. <laughs> he Cox is just ridiculous. Cox like, goes from like not even VFL standard no, to being a superstar. <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. So he's going to have a big year, I reckon. Who's yours? I've got Isaac Quainer, yeah. third year halfback. Just reckon he could pop a bit. Yeah. They don't have a... Oh, well, they do. They've got Crisp and Maynard who have both been pretty good. But I just think there's another I, slot I, there. I, I did see a bit of their preseason game and he, he was looking good. He's quite... He's classy and he was getting more of the ball. Fingers um, crossed. I think that's a fair he one. He looks dynamic, which is fun. Yeah. And who do you like to have a beer with? Well, still side bottom, of course. Yeah. I mean, I just, I would just That's make reasonable. sure that I don't give him a whiskey yep. because apparently he's Beer not attuned only. to it, no. and he might think that the front door is the toilet. So I'm on guard about that. Mm. But aside from that, I think he'd be a bit of fun, from what I hear. As long um, as you manage to keep a. Uh, 32-year-old man pissing himself, you should be okay. Yeah, I, I think I would enable him to get to a good level and be fun without thinking that the front door is, yeah. is the toilet and walk outside. You're a pretty sensible man. It can't go too <laughs> Exactly. Wrong, so, um, <laughs> Steel, who have you got? I've gone to Goey. Oh, <laughs> I'm looking for a good time, and I reckon to go ahead be the one. You, you, God, you love dickheads, don't you? Yes. <laughs> this is the biggest thing I know about you, Banjo. You're I... going from Mitch Robinson to... Degawi. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but Mitch Robinson's not a dickhead, I don't think. Off field, 
I think people like him off field these days anyway. He got in a brawl once at a festival, I remember. That's pretty wild. Which isn't surprising. (laughs) As long as I stay away from Dugowie's dog, my hand should be fine. So um, (laughs) That's true. um, I'm pretty happy with it. It just just feels like I'd have a good chat with him. Get a bit rowdy. Essendon Banjo. Yes, uh, so what we the question we've got for them is did Saad Danaher and Fantasia mean that much? Yeah, it's a good question. There was like panic stations when the three of them yeah. left saying like there's an absolute exodus at the club they're losing all of this talent blah 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 but I mean you look back on it and they lost three players two of them basically didn't play Saad was top three in their best and fairest last Saad is a very good player but is he a player who's going to completely gut your team and make your team unrecognisable from what it was or anything like that no he does feel like a bit of a gravy player yes. doesn't he yeah, I, I look at it, at least on paper, I don't think that's that significant. I mean, you can argue culture stuff. Fantasia apparently wanted to go home. I'm happy to take him for his He'd word He'd been wanting that. to go home for quite a yeah, while. Yeah, I mean, Danaher and Saad, it seems strange that they want to leave the club. So that's a, mm. that's a cultural thing, I suppose. But um, I feel like realistically we might look back on it and say that was not an exodus. That was not that big a deal. Well, it, it was an exodus. I just think it could also not be a big... Is three uh, players an exodus? Yes, Three yeah. high-profile players is an exodus. It might just sneak into like, it's not like Two's not. It's not like just <laughs> delisting people like that don't matter. That they were, they all mattered to Essendon. Yeah, I suppose so. It's not. I don't think it's that big a deal. I personally don't. Yeah. Well, on field, it could be very different. But I think it did say a lot about whether. Right yeah. Actually. Yeah, we can argue that. Who's your breakout player? Essendon breakout player. I've gone back to the well. Uh, Aaron Francis, mate. You've never said that before. I think about three years ago I said he was going to be like a Hall of Famer or something like that. I think that's as far as I he went. He did look him. good. Uh, this oh, falls man. very much in Adelaide's last month territory because he played a really good last month of the season once. <laughs> it was so good. Like He looked like Alex Rance 2.0, maybe was, even better. He was intercepting absolutely everything. He looked so strong in the air. I remember he kept, like, they had a few close games and he just like dominated in the last few minutes and had all these big moments. I thought, this bloke is a superstar. Look, I still give him the hope to become a, yeah, a good player. I, I can see it happening. He's getting a bit, how, getting on with it. How a bit. old is he now? Oh, he's nearly twenty-four. Yeah, I he'd be around mid-twenties. But that, players yeah. have done that before. That's true. That's true. Um, I'm giving him. A, I'm giving him. A enough, I think I'm going. Was he the same draft class, Darcy Parish? Were they the back-to-back draft? Cause... Well, I know what he was, Banjo. I know he was in your bloody fantasy team, like every single player you've mentioned so far. Uh, Shoal wasn't, um, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yet? With our draft yeah. still going. <laughs> I, I've got an eye to uh, break out players from my fantasy team. I'm not going to lie, so this segment has just been a laundry list. But I had other options. I had uh, Jai Caldwell, another good option for a breakout player for Essendon. Um, Nick Hine coming across from St. <laughs> Shut Canada. up. But no, seriously, I think Darcy Parrish was awesome in the uh, Amy game against uh, against Geelong. Really cleaned up. And I just think he's pretty good. It's, he, if they, I think they, it's all about the role. Yes, if, if they put him in the midfield, he'll be good. 100%. Basically, if he has some midfield time, yep. he'll be a very, very good player. I think he is a very good midfielder. So. I don't know why they fuck around with him so much. Yeah, yeah, it's been... I mean, look, they don't have that much depth through the midfield, no, do they? they he could play in there. Yeah, he plays a small forward, just the, didn't work. The problem is they've got a lot of midfielders that are pretty similar to him. He's the same size as Shield yeah. and Merritt and they, they, now. They don't like his ball use. No. Um, but he's, I think he's still, he's still a quality midfielder. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty good pick, unfortunately. And I think they're going to put him in the midfield because he's out of contract at the end of the year and I think Geelong would come knocking otherwise, given he's a Geelong Falcons boy. Yeah, they like to do that a bit, don't they? Mm. Anyway, who'd you <laughs> like to have a beer with 
Uh, look, I've got, I think there's a pretty obvious one. Dyson Heppel I've gone with. One, I think he would really like a beer. But yeah. he's, he's a good bloke. He clearly is a very good bloke. I've never said any, any... I've never heard anyone say otherwise. That's true. I think, the yeah, the criticisms of his captaincy are not the uh, people management, like, getting along with people side of things. It's more about the sternness of the leadership at times does he step yeah. high enough standards i think no one's got any doubt he's a good bloke i think i would come away from a beer with dyson heppel being like i really enjoyed that he's a ripper mm. and you're not embarrassed to be seen with him now he's got a better haircut <laughs> yeah that's important as well <laughs> uh speaking of haircuts i've gone with archie perkins for mine I am <laughs> Who's this? yeah you're in love with him you he's like the again? seventh or eighth pick this year He's the kid who said he didn't want to go uh, up to GWS or yeah, Interstate. Yeah. And then he wore a, a Kubra and a shark skin, <laughs> uh, shark tooth necklace to the draft. Just elite areas. Have you heard him speak? Like No. Okay, but you just want to know. Absolutely. Anyone? This is this is morbid curiosity. I want to know what you're like. <laughs> yeah, that one is about a bit he out of the box. fascinates me. Uh, for the past mark for Essendon, we've gone, don't go backwards. Yeah. They were 13th last year with the third worst percentage. If they can hold the line with the outs they've had and the youth they've brought in, they'll be yeah. pretty happy with that's that. That's about it, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's where that would sit yeah. if they finish 13th. So, yeah, if they do any better than that, I think they'd be pretty happy. Absolutely. Let's move on to Frio. I like Frio, mate. I know you like Getting Frio. Getting excited about Frio again. It's For good. quite a while, you talked about Frio more positively than you talked about Melbourne. Oh, probably still. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're exciting. Yeah, so the big question we've got for them is, does Freo have a new Fab Four? Yeah. They've invested a lot in the midfield in the draft in the last few years. They've got Chera, Brayshaw, Sarong. It's a very good top three. But you, you think there might be a fourth coming? Oh, well, no, I think there's a lot of potential candidates. And you, we know how the Fab Fours work. We talk about them all the time. Always the fourth is the underrated one who's all the who's, Nigel who's pretty Lappard good. Or Luke Nigel Power. Lappard, perfect example. Oh, yeah. Was he, was he fifth Luke Power? Yeah. He might have been. But... Yeah, the, the Nigel Lappin of the group, who is a gun, but yeah. doesn't get talked about as much. Uh, I think I've got a few options. Hayden Young, firstly, he's paying off half back. If he ever moves into the midfield. I think he's a very good player. He, he could be that class. Darcy Tucker, I like him a lot. I've always liked him. I guess I was... What's that face? He's 24. He's the other same he Yeah. I would have thought like 22. Uh, no. well, as I said before, we've seen it happen. O'Driscoll, the new kid this year. You know who he is, right? Yeah, because you told me that he's going to be good. Uh, the <laughs> yeah. other option, I'm still sticking with Connor Blakely, who's been another one of my loves. He could still be a star. I'm a big fan that you're a believer that like a 26-year-old man not in their best 22 is going to be part of a Fab Four. But <laughs> <laughs> he, look, he just needs to stop surfing. Um, his talent is there. Remember that when he got... That, he got dropped for not turning up to training because he was serving. So he'd probably be a good beer. That sounds like something Archie with. Perkins would do. So yeah. Maybe I should have a beer Fair. with him. No, I rate him. He's got a lot of talent. Um, but, but look, Chera, Brayshaw, Sorong. Like, I think they're that all going to be stars. Um, Brayshaw, they just need someone to pop up. Brayshaw's pretty much already there. He was really good last year. Sorong's second half of last year was awesome too. And Chera, it's all about role for him, I reckon. Yeah. As, long as, as long as they play him in the positions to exceed. Uh, excel in the midfield, he'll do well, but he'll also do very well across half back uh, or half forward if they need him. Oh, look, I'm I'm really excited to see that midfield group yeah. going forward, and I, I think Brayshaw's probably already exploded. He had a great year yeah. last year. Uh, then the other two, you feel like over the next few years, it could happen. So absolutely, uh, they're going to be good to watch. Frio, mate, good, cool team. We love them. Who's your breakout player? Uh, well, I mean, I, I've had to continue on from what we're talking about. So Brayshaw's probably already breaking out. The yeah. next one in the list is obviously Chera, yeah. um, who. 
Look, I like every Frio player, but I liked him right from the start. Remember, we've talked about him a lot in his first year. He's a very good looking footballer. He's, yeah, he, he he looks like a footballer, yeah. one of them, and he's he's someone who's he has gradually improved every year. He's been a little bit better. He's and, never actually had a big leap. It's always no. just been incremental. And it was one of those ones you looked at him last year and you're like, gee, he is a very good player mm-hmm. now. Um, and so if he, if he goes up another level, yeah, I think um, he averaged be about noticed. seventeen touches a game yeah. last year, which in short and court is about. Low twenties. Yeah, so that's like that's very steady progression. Yeah. Getting where he needs to go. If he goes if up another level, it will, he will be noticed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've gone a bit left field. I've gone Blake Acres, come across from St Kilda last year. Only played about half the year, but his second half of the year was very good on a wing. I think he's just going to eat At, it up. Have you there. drafted him in fantasy this no. year? No, but you had him last. I year. did have him last. Year. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there'd be some fantasy. Blake Acres, he's been around forever. Yeah, but he's never broken out mid year, mid uh, mid career breakout. Uh, I just think he's going to. Average mid-20s How old is he? You've been criticising me for 24-year-olds. How old is he? Uh, probably 25. <laughs> I think he'd be a little bit older than that, yeah. Who, yeah. Would, you, who would you have a beer with? Uh, Andy Brayshaw. Oh, just to chat about his brother? Uh, to chat about some part, I think, parts of his life, yeah. I think he'd be an interesting guy. He seems like a good bloke. All the Brayshaws do. Yeah, they do. But yeah. also, he's got a very fascinating moment in his life that I'd... Oh, you're not going there, are you? What, the punch? Yeah. Oh, mate. That's a bit grim, isn't it? My two strategies with these people I'm having a beer with is either have someone I know I'm going to have a night to remember or talk about something I don't know about and would like to know more about. Well, I'm going with good blood. The the idea of... Who you want to have a beer with is a good bloke you'd like to sit down, crack one open and have a good time. It's a very, very, very boring way to look at it. No, that's what this is about. I already know good blokes I can have a beer with. I don't know... AFL plays with stories or <laughs> Jordan Degali. Not that Andy Brayshaw seems to be a bad bloke in any way, but no. my one is speaking of the good blokes is, is Nathan Fife, of course. I mean, you you actually had a bit of inner turmoil for this because you have two boys at Freo. Yeah, Walters I could have gone with as well. They are my two, but Fife is still the number one. It's just Walters, he's a bit funner to love because people don't rate him as highly as they should, where Fife there, is though. just, yeah, they are getting there, but both of them would be a lot of fun, but... Look, I have a fair man crush on Fifey, so we've got to go. With I'm you. very well, very well aware. Pass mark. Yes. What, what is our pass mark for? Oh, that's right. Yeah, this was my one that I brought to the table. Following on from the kids, I, I think the interesting one with Frio is something they've done really well since Long Meyer. You're not <laughs> sure Muir or Meyer, are you? Oh, I'm pretty sure it's Meyer. Since Long Meyer took over, I love the fact that he's just said. Stuff it. We're putting the kids in the middle. We're going to try to develop them. Fife's gone forward a bit. Walters has played forward a lot more than always. Mundy's played a few different roles all around the place. We've got the the kids in the guts. Mm-hmm. What I want to see about it is if they they become kind of the core of the group. They become the leaders. And when yeah. we look at Fremantle, we're no longer just thinking Fife, Walters. What are they going to do? We're looking at we're thinking Brayshaw, Cheris are wrong. We're thinking of those blokes, and they're the ones who become the leaders and become the core yeah. of the group. I think this is the, the first step to getting to that will be this year. Their ceiling is determined by how far those kids take them. Fife, Walters, Mundy, that era, their ceiling is been and gone. Yes. Really. Like they've yeah. had their peak. They're just there as support now, even though Fife is incredible and everything. But he's not going to change where they're at. He's pretty much going to be the same. Those kids being able to step up is the real... Testament to how far they'll go in the future. If they become legit superstars, they could win a flag in the next few years. If they don't, it's going to be a bit mid-table-ish, I think. But I have a bit of faith in them. I think they're a really good midfield, and I can see them doing real well. 
Now, that's six teams done and dusted, we've previewed, but we've mm-hmm. also looked at how long this recording's taken, and it's taken quite a while. So oh, mate, it'll just become a great two-parter. Yeah, I think we're going to pivot. We're going to make Poochie's it Poochie's going to be so excited when he hears we're going to have a second part. It wasn't the plan. <laughs> we'll record again tomorrow night. Mate, we just love chatting. We just love catching up. It's just too easy, to, uh, too easy to get lost in the weeds. But we're going to do a bit of housekeeping before we go, because as we said, we're going to revamp the pot a bit. We're going to mm. discard some of the dead weight and bring in some new... Dead weight? Are you suggesting there's dead weight in the, in the podcast previously? A uncharitable, <laughs> uncharitable description of the podcast would be that it's entirely dead weight, but <laughs> let's we, move but on. We're not, thro- we're not throwing the baby out with a bathwater, no, Banjo. No. We, we need an idea of what segments we're going to be having, having this year. We do, but we know what's not worked, and that is doing too much, <laughs> <laughs> which we always did. We always spent way too long on all the games when we didn't need to. We're going to narrow it down a bit. Be a bit more svelte as a podcast, mm-hmm. aren't we? And from a segment perspective, Banjo, what, what's going to continue? Well, Gold Jack will continue in a different Of form. course, Gold Jack. Now, you are, it is everyone's favourite segment, Gold Jack at Green Jack. Do you remember actually where it the is, title of the segment comes from? It is the... <laughs> I just... People, people might have forgotten. It's been a long me, time. Well, you know the, the film starring Adam Sandler, Happy Gilmore. We, we like it quite a lot. It's about 25 years old, I think. Yeah, probably. But I, I've, I've seen it about... More than 25 times. But there is that famous line in it in which he says, gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit? The segment is about meaningless games and games that we don't give a shit about, Mm Benjamin. So we go through and we find the most meaningless games previously of the round and we give 3-2-1 votes for the most meaningless games. That's what the the segment is about. Where obviously, I think it'll be a bit better now that we do it on a monthly or a fortnightly basis. Imagine looking back over the last month and being like... Okay, you've got to promise me something though. You can't just pick three North games and be done and dusted with it. <laughs> One North game per segment at most is what I'm... Banjo, that's my rule. That's, we, I'm putting my foot down. We know we've got a gold jacket, green jacket formula. You know one of them is you get points on North Melbourne's involvement, so you automatically get a minus 10 handicap. I'm, so I'm, we'll see how it plays I'm, out. I've got an objective formula, Banjo. I am going to doctor the tapes. <laughs> there is no way I'm letting it just be North, North, North. Oh, you're going to have some pretty gold jacket, green jacket games this season. Yeah. And that's why I'm worried. <laughs> so we're not doing it. But that, that, look, that's 100% in there. I'm also keen on we keep the Cane Corns big call of the week going. Absolutely. That's, and if it's a big call of the month, we'll have way more. Exactly. And that, look, that, that's, been a, that's a big core part of the podcast mm. is criticising the media. That's what we love it's to do. what we're best at, I'd say. Mm. And it's also fun making big calls for ourselves. It absolutely so that, that was a success. So we're keeping that. After that point is when we start getting a bit, bit mm. questionable. I think occasionally if we come up with a good one... A top five can be in there, but it's not going to be a staple. <laughs> the, the top five, I mean... We just let, ran out of ideas. Let's remember how that came. We were desperately trying to get you a segment. Remember, you were thinking of all these segment I ideas. Li- I liked how you are taking ownership of the desperation there. That's not how well, it was. I had you were gleeful. You were I, gleeful that I didn't I had a, a fantastic segment in Gold Jacket, Green Jacket from the start, and you ran through, and look, we can bring any of these back, but you ran through Aaron Hall Watch, which lasted about two weeks. That was the bet. That, it was three weeks when he got three Brownlow votes every game. It was the of his career. Maybe if I bring it back, he'll win another Brownlow. Your other, Brownlow. Your other dumb idea was when we had our tipping segment and you were like, oh, let's do overs and unders for how many point margin it's going to be. And it lasted about one week because all the feedback we got was like, who the hell cares about it? We overs got absolutely unders. no feedback. We never get feedback. So don't lie. Oh, I got feedback from Kurt. I definitely, he definitely said it was a bad idea. I definitely heard it from someone. Maybe it was Stringer. I don't know. 
It's true. It lasted a week. <laughs> and so we bloody fell into doing the top five. What a creative idea, yep. man. Joe, no one does hey, that. Hey, soon after, Chris Judd stole a footy class photo. <laughs> <laughs> Amazingly, it lasted a good couple of years. Already. Yeah, it was a good segment. <laughs> yeah, now we're cutting that. Oh, you're right. If we've if got we a, good a good idea, one, yeah, we'll, we'll put it. it in there. But it's definitely not going to be weekly. No, no, no. Well, the pod's not going to be weekly, Scott. Yeah, well, it's not going to be regular, no. right, Banjo? Poochie's mailbag. Does that stay? That I'm That's also on. been there I'm from the start. I'm not really sure. Another remembering the, the beginning of Poochie's mailbag. Obviously, it was a, a mailbag segment. But the reason why we call it Poochie's mailbag was Kurt Poochie mm-hmm. was the only person who ever sent any questions to us for That's the first season. True. So we made it his mailbag. I like getting a bit of interaction from, from the listener base. Yeah. I did too, but I'm not sure we'll have a listener base anymore. we got to remember that. But and also... We have to give Poochie a role, though, don't Kurt, we? Kurt flagged massively yeah, his quality did. of questions. Yeah, um, he did. He got a bit lazy. We, we, when he became, when he got a girlfriend, he became happy and he just didn't no, care. He started anymore. watching NRL. Like, that was God, problem. is that what he did? He started watching NRL. He's God, in Queensland, cool. going to the pub, watching the Friday night. Yeah, he's just he's not committed enough to the pod. I think until he decides to recommit, we put it on the back burner. Are we going to give him some involvement at all, Poochie? Because, I mean, he'd be pretty heartbroken. That, 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 that's TBD, I think. He's got, to, he's got to pitch something yeah. to us. Yeah, we'll put it to Poochie. If he brings something to the table, we'll consider welcoming him back. But I'm giving him the cold shoulder for now. Are, are we going to bring back Scott's rant? Uh, that if, was a big one. That, that lasted a long time. To be fair, I believe that you bring that to the table, whether it's a segment or not. Or not. You generally have something to go with. I don't think you need a segment. Though. You can just. I'm just going to let you go. It happened once. I bagged Jesse Hogan about something. I yeah. don't remember what it was. The Probably highlight body of that language was or something. You wrote a letter, which that was the most you ever did for this podcast. <laughs> you actually. legitimately wrote down your thoughts and read it out. Uh, that yeah, that sounds like something I'd do. Now, another segment I would like to have banjo is battle situations with unexpected mm. handicaps. Where of, off our favourite Facebook page when they had the the quirky battle situations, but I did I did have a look through it. I think they've posted two probably mm. since the last podcast. We've so, run out by the time. Yeah, we ago. we were scraping the barrel by the end of it. We've got to cut it, don't we? Yeah. Maybe we'll Sad. figure out another little gimmick at the end, but uh, it's not going to be battle situations with unexpected handicaps. Mm. All right. We'll just pivot. La- last one, Banjo. I mean, we mentioned Aaron Hall watch. That mm. got the cut. We then did bring back the, the greatest segment, which was Billy Gower's watch. This was the actual best Do segment. You, I, I threw to it, didn't I? So can I throw, throw to it one last time? You can, unless I've altered you, but I'm going to let you have it. All right. Well, one more throw to the segment. I don't even remember what I used to say, but it's, it's time for... You used to say it's Billy Gower's watch, and then it'd go. So go do it again. Billy Gowers watch. Billy, 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 Billy Gowers. Billy, 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 Billy Gowers. <laughs> yeah, that is how I used to yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah, but we look, we've had a sad, uh, very sad happenings in in the podcast world. We've had a lot of mascots the whole way through. Yeah, we've generally we've we've picked out our players. We've gotten around them. It's been good fun. It's been. One of the few bonding experiences we have in the AFL because we detest each other's teams so much. It's, yeah. it's more of a rivalry thing outside of these little glimmers of hope that people like Billy Gowers provided us to come together. But unfortunately, Bevo, oh, my least favorite That bloke. Oh, I hate him now. Yeah, so you've, you've defended him for so long. How could they cut you've Billy Gowers? So, he was their leading goal kicker two year, three years ago. Exactly. And just disgraceful. He's gone. 
We're not over it. We'll never forget. Like At least we can go to Lyndon Dunn. Every year. <laughs> every year. Every year I think we're going to hold a Remembrance Day for the day it got cut. And a little vigil. So we'll just play the Billy Gowers Watch theme song. and just Yeah, minute silence of Billy Gowers. Song. <laughs> on repeat, gee, that'd get pretty dry. <laughs> but we, look, we want to keep a watch segment going. Yeah. So we need to find our new mascot. Yeah, we've got a few options. Let's just run through them. Yeah. You're, you're a big fan of Grind. Yeah, we have to have Grind. He's the best name in the AFL, Grind Myers. It's pretty He's great. a bit quirky. We've always loved Grind. We loved him from his first game. I reckon he's the obvious I option. don't know. I'm just, I'm just a bit out. I don't know. What do you mean? It's Grian. I think I'm just bored of him. I don't know how. He's not boring. Have you seen the weird way he kicks? It's just he plays for Geelong. He kicks for goalie, but he runs across sideways and spears it. Can you get interested by anything anyone does at Geelong? When it's Grian Myers, you can. When your name Mm. is that epic. I'm just out. I'm pushing him. Who do you want? I don't know. There's a few options. Uh, Camden McIntosh. <laughs> He's <laughs> he great. No, he is great. He's he great. He is an interesting character. I'm a big fan of Lathan Vandermeer, if we want to oh, keep stick with the Bulldogs. Yeah. Great He's a, name. just a lot of fun, too. Like, watching him play is exciting. He's actually all right. He's yeah. real quick. He's, He's quick. just He's dynamic. Quick, yeah. Good on the outside, uh, yeah. We could have a, there's a few Ruckman we can go with. Big O. He's a bit fun, a bit quirky. Yeah, yeah. But the better option would be Bruce. Played for both our teams. Both love him. I love Bruce. Yeah. I'm very pro Bruce. He's my number one seed. That's, yeah, no, that's a fair way. I mean, because that's because we both have a very similar relationship yeah. with Bruce. He's left our clubs. We're kind of sad about it, but we're also kind of understanding and we still like him. But we'd also be pretty bitter if he was like the best ruckman mate, in the competition. What, what about the snowman? What about Sam Frost? We love him. We do love him. But he, I have a moral objection to. Rooting for a player that plays for Hawthorne. Uh, yeah. Look, I, it, I can't do it. He's made a lot of my days of the football bearable because Melbourne would be getting flogged but and I, I would just be able to sit back and laugh at what the snowman's doing. Although, in fairness, Clarkson has killed him and he's just taken out the fun from Sam Frost and he's actually just a it bloody is, defender now. It is, so. it is staggering how quickly a good coach was able to make him a competent player. Oh, see, I, don't, I don't know if he is a competent Didn't he come top 10 in your best and fairest before you let him go? Probably, yeah. His so last funny. year with us, he finally seemed okay. Oh, oh no, nah, it's sad. It's sad. Dalton Langlands? Doesn't play enough. He was, he was the best name on our list. We had, oh. he's, he's, he's a great name. Egmalis Smith, speaking of Same. great names. Got delisted last you know, year, like but got brought back, so that's a positive. All yeah. right, Banjo, I've got it. I've got it. Majak. Come on, Majak. Ben Brown? Ben Brown. Mason Wood. Mason Wood. This is hurtful. <laughs> They're this all good. So Majak's a chance. You love him. I do love Majak, and I'll be very happy for him if he plays any games. Same with Ben Brown. I'll be happy for them. Happy for their success. Would you? Resent would Melbourne's you? success. You would not be happy. You would be miserable. If if Majak kicked five or Brown kicked ten in a game, you would be furious. I'll cope better with Majak being good. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I'm, <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to struggle. You're against and I can't that. do it. I can't do it. Do you have any other ideas? Uh, well, there's Phoenix Spicer from oh, North. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, nah, you can't have someone who plays for North. But, God, that is the best <laughs> yeah. name. Best name in the AFL now, Phoenix Spicer. It's pretty good. That beats it, Dalton Langlands. It's pretty good. Grindmise. Grindmise. Yeah. It's a stiff competition. Like, I don't know where this came from. But there's, some, there's some weird names in the AFL. Yeah, there are. I'm throwing Dopey Kent out there as well. That's not a bad Or, or Sick Kent. I do think he's a bit close to the end of the line, though. I don't want to have to do this again. 
What yeah, do you mean? Pick a new mascot because someone. Oh got no, he plays all right. But he's only got yeah. three. Their four, team's coming he good, he unfortunately. Have, yeah, he doesn't have enough years left. So we're really just looking at it's Grian or it's Prusy, isn't it? I think they're the two options, mm. and I'm pretty significantly pro Prusy out of that. I'm pretty significantly pro Grian. But I'm anti-Grian. No, you, you can't anti-Grian? be anti-Grian. I'm anti-Grian. No, we're putting it to the people, all right? Put it to the people. Put a poll up. Oh, but you're going to win. Actually, no. I'll just I'll just um I'll vote stack. <laughs> what are you going to do? Channel that? my inner Donald Trump and uh, or in a Democratic Party of America <laughs> and uh, the fraudulent votes. Mail, I'll mail make, some make, make lots of different yeah. fake Facebook accounts. Go no, okay. I, I had oh. a fake Facebook account when I was about 12 for some reason. Well, okay. Liam oh, how about, no, I've got a better one. We come back tomorrow night because we're going to do a second Sleep part of the it. pod. I'm going to bring an idea for the theme song for Grind Myers Watch. I'll bring one for Proust. You bring one for Proust. Have a think about it. We'll put them on the table and then we'll ask, uh, ask our loyal listeners which one they want to go with. That's Deal? Good. That's good. All right. Don't know why you use plural there, but that's a deal. What did I do? Oh, oh listeners, listeners, yeah. Poochie will be the deciding factor. Oh, he's definitely going to pick right. That's so depressing. But anyway, that's it for the podcast. Have to see you again tomorrow night. Yeah, right? it's disappointing. It's disappointing. That'll be two two times in one and a half years. Be incredible. Yeah, yeah. We haven't seen each other for a year and a no. half, and all of a sudden it's back-to-back nights. <sighs> anyway, thanks for listening. You're uh, coming to me this time. I don't have a car. Oh, God. You can drive and you still don't have a car. No. Oh, man, I don't don't want to do this podcast anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Anyway, (laughs) see you tomorrow.